Jeanette Gonzalez. Welcome to In the Pews. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? Great. Yeah, thank you for coming out here to, to St. Faustina to sit down and, uh, and chat with us. Now, you are part of the Archdiocese. You work for the Archdiocese, right? Correct. I am in the Office of Adolescent Catechesis and Evangelization, which is pretty much the youth office. And so we say OACE because it's such a long title. OACE? <laughs> yes. But it's pretty much a youth office. Yes, it is a youth office. So mm-hmm. you are in charge of like helping out the, the youth ministers? Yes, we call ourselves kind of like the youth ministers for the youth ministers. <laughs> <laughs> so you work with Katie and um, Katie Villarreal here. Uh-huh, yes. And um, Gabe mm-hmm. Castillo, Correct, who we've had yeah. on the show. Um, Brienne, uh-huh. who used to be with uh, St. Bart's. They've all been guests on our show. I saw that. I yeah. saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're hoping to get Brienne's re- uh, replacement over at St. Bart's Lauren. on the show soon. Yeah, Lauren. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we've been scheduling something with her. Hopefully cool. we'll be able to get that one done soon. Cool. Yeah. So you work with them. You kind of like our support system for them. Is that what it is? We are. We are a support system. We provide resources, um, just whatever it is that they need. Uh-huh. Um most of us in the office, associate directors, we have been youth ministers at one point or another. And so we okay. kind of understand what the field is like. And so we just want to be there for them, walk with them, accompany them, um, knowing that um, working with youth is such an important thing. It's it's a blessing, but we also know what comes with that as well. So we just want to make sure that we're there with, um, we're with them, supporting them as best as possible. It's, they're the future of our church. Correct. Actually, they say that, Cardinals says they are the present. Ah. They are the present, and oh. so we're it, old. We're you know <laughs> we're the the old generation. We're we're, we're on our way out. Is that what? <laughs> not not necessarily. <laughs> uh, but you know we need we need them for the church to continue. So yeah. they're in the present. You know they will continue going, and we are supporting that um, to make sure that that we do continue going. Right. So you help them like find places to do retreats, any programs or, you know, materials that they might need? Is that things yeah, like that? Yeah, and formation. So we have formation program for them, especially mm. when they're new um, coming into youth ministry. So we make sure that we provide them with um, those things, those resources. Yes, retreat centers, even buses. Like <laughs> there's uh-huh. a list of buses that they need to get. Uh-huh. Um, if they need training for their team um, or even if they just need to talk, you know, sometimes you just need to vent. And so we're there oh, for that yeah. too. So there's a little bit of everything. We just want to make sure that we are helping them as best as possible, um, knowing that what they do is is an amazing uh, mission because it is a mission. Um, and so um, we also have just moments of connecting. We call them connect, <laughs> which uh-huh. youth ministers get together, uh, time for fellowship. Sometimes we do have a professional growth day along with that or just coming to mass together, um, just knowing that we are in this together. You're probably getting a lot of calls from uh, Louisa up in uh, uh, up in St. Martha's because she's she, there are a couple of openings there right now and she's holding the fort all on her own. Right? Yes, we <laughs> usually are told that there are openings so we can make sure we spread the word as well that what's happening and hopefully we can get other people in. So um, from different parts of the archdiocese, honestly, uh, but thank God that we have people answering the call coming uh-huh. in, and so we also support in that. So. However, we can. Did you grow up here in the Archdiocese? I did. I am um, born and raised in Houston, Texas. Um, and so I've always known the Archdiocese. I have not lived any 
uh, where else in the United States. Um, so this is what I know. Is your mm. family historically from Houston? No, they are from Colombia. My parents are mm. from Colombia, uh, Cali, Colombia. And uh, I've had the opportunity to go over there as well. Mm -hmm. um, so to experience both sides. And in my household, it was pretty much like inside my parents would be like, this is Colombia and outside is the United States. So. <laughs> that's cool. So you, you, you're fluent. <laughs> I am. I am fluent. Correct. That's that's cool. So you're able to your parents were able to kind of, you know, pass on that culture to you. Very much so. Um, I love it. Um, I try to um, let it be a part of my everyday uh, foods. Obviously, everyone loves oh, food. Yeah. So we have that going on, music, culture, everything. So my upbringing was very much um, as if they, we were over there. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm very proud of that. Um, the, I guess I learned so much. It helps me being in what I do now, which I didn't mention it, but I'm the social director of Hispanic Youth Ministry. Mm -hmm. So it helps so much um, just knowing, balancing those two worlds and helping the youth that probably are in that same area as well. In Colombian culture, is your faith a huge part of your life? Very much so. It is. Um, grew up Catholic, uh, cradle Catholic, but my mom brought so much tradition Um uh, over there, they have regular holidays, but we have church holidays. You know, the country was uh -huh. shut down. Yes. <laughs> it's a church holiday. It's Just a, like the Philippines, correct. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is a big deal. So we grew up with that. My mom was like, well, it may not shut down here, but we are celebrating it as we should. And uh -huh. so like today, today, which is the feast day of Sacred Heart of Jesus, mm -hmm. um, mass, you know, celebration afterwards, prayer, you know, definitely uh, doing the novena. So she brought a lot of that over here. Um, we have a tradition, um, December, which we do the um, novena for baby Jesus. Uh-huh. But it's like with music. Like my mom, I remember introducing like these inst wooden instruments. <laughs> and so we would sing these songs called Villancicos. Uh-huh. And we will do it with these um, uh, matracas and things like that. Um, just make noise along with it. Because over there, it's a big celebration. Yeah. Like they have yeah. these little festivals. And parades and, things. and stuff yes. like that. Yep, yep. It is a major thing. Lights and stuff. Just so like we, the Philippines. Yeah. yeah. So in our home, it was not on that grand level, but we uh -huh. definitely lived it. So... Um, and then my mom instilled that um, in the parish. Um, so I grew mm -hmm. up in Holy Family Church in Missouri City. Okay. And so a lot of that, like the devotion of El Divino Niño um, yes. is there. And so during Christmas, you know, we mixed the different cultures of posadas, but then my mom would also bring what she learned in Colombia. So, That's awesome. Yeah. What was your faith like in, you know, were you very involved in the parish? Like you were kind of saying, because your mom was trying to bring that culture in or... So, <laughs> or are you mostly just Sunday Catholics or maybe just every once in a while, whenever you could go to church? When I was younger, um, when I want to say maybe in um, like before 10 years old, I remember we kind of would go to mass and participate. Um, and then my mom got really involved in the church. She became a catechist. And mm -hmm. so we were going to CCE mm -hmm. Um and so little by little, like she would definitely participate more. And of course, family would come along, mm -hmm. but I was not into it <laughs> as much as my mom. We've always had a strong faith in the household. So uh -huh. pr 
prayer has always been important. We've done the rosary. You know, we would um, do the feast days. Um, when you say we, are you talking? Uh, are you an only child or my siblings and I? Yeah. How many siblings do you have? I have five total. Okay. Uh, two live in Colombia though, so I really okay. haven't grown up with them. And I have two here: an older sister and a younger brother. Okay. And so us three um, together, we would do these prayers. Um, gathering celebrations and then as she got more into the church and it was um and my mom had a gift so my mom passed away so i'm gonna say had okay (laughs) um of prayer like she was so like uh, i don't know how to explain it It it's just it's it was beautiful it was she prayed from deep down yes and she actually became like the prayer lady (laughs) At the parish, okay. uh, she would like do rezos, which were pretty much rosary gatherings, uh-huh. and they would do it at different houses and the novenas. And really, she became so involved. But as a young person in my teen years, I was okay. like rebelling a little yeah, bit. That yeah, that was not me. And she was like, "You need to do these lock-ins, and you need to do these events." And I was like, "I do not want to. This is not what I want to do." <laughs> um, I was very rebellious. Um, I can honestly say, probably from. All of the siblings, I was definitely the one that probably gave her all her gray hairs. <laughs> is it a middle child thing? Is that what it is? Maybe. I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, it could be. Uh, it probably does have so a lot So when to you do were it. young, your mom looked at you and probably didn't think, oh, she's going to be a youth minister. <laughs> no, definitely not. I did not think I would be a youth minister. I thought that. I think there was one point that I was, you know, like every, you know, young kids, you, I think if you remember, if you're a teen, I was like, I don't want to be like my mom. I'm like, I don't want to be like that. I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to live my life. <laughs> I'm going to go have fun so and you enjoy wanna, it. Were you one of those kids that at, at CCE would be just sitting there like, oh, I don't want to be here. Yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> and um, especially because like my mom brought in the faith, not just with prayer, but knowledge, like, you know, teaching us and stuff. So going to class sometimes it was just like, I've already, I already know this. Uh-huh. And my mom has already taught me. I do this already. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So it's more of because she's trying to teach kids that don't know that much. And you, you already have learned a lot of it at home. Right. And I mean, I still went. Um, I was scared of my mom. So, you know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I went and um, I participated. And I really I it's it's funny because I look back at those are some of my best memories. Um being in CC class. And so I did my confirmation early as well. So I was 12. So because of that, I would really, there was, you know how now they, you got to go through the process that you're going to be looking forward to confirmation in high school. Well, uh-huh. I, I didn't have that. So I was really just mm. going to faith formation classes okay. and everyone else was like preparing for the sacrament and going on retreats. And I was just like, I already did this <laughs> oh. kind of thing. But I look back and I'm like, that's so rude of you. But I was, um, when did you get more serious about your faith? Um, in my 20s and my early 20s. I want to say I was 23, 24. So all throughout from then, from that point, from, you know, CCE classes until your 20s, you were really just. Yeah. Like even when I turned 18, even though I was helping. So I was helping with the church. Uh-huh. Um, I was a catechist. I was still um, participating. But when I turned 18, I really was like out with friends. I had a part-time job. I was in school and um, and I enjoyed life. Like I started like hanging out, going to parties. Did and you completely turn away or it was just a Sunday thing? It became just a Sunday thing. Okay. Um, it really did turn into like living two lives in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So party lifestyle, but then yeah. on the other side, you you go to church on Sunday. I did, and um, I was like even going to clubs, hanging out, having a good time. Not that I was doing anything majorly crazy, but. Um, but but your faith wasn't the center of your it life. It was not. Okay. It was not mm-hmm. the center. And like I said, I wasn't trying to be like my mom. My mom and I bumped heads a lot, honestly. Um, she During was like, what years. are you doing? Yeah. Because yeah, you're, you're, I'm an adult. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and you know, in the Hispanic lifestyle, there's no such thing. If you're in my house, mm-hmm. you know, you follow these rules. Yeah. Same thing in the Philippines. Um, there's no such thing as just leaving when you turn 18 or anything yep. like that. Like, this is your family. And yeah. so... I was none about that. I was like getting home at two, three o'clock in the morning and she's like, this is not a hotel. What are you doing? Uh, um, you need to respect the household. And it was just, yeah. we bumped heads a lot. And it's so funny because we are so much alike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a moment that faith wasn't important. It was just on Sunday. I was helping. I was, you know, being a catechist assistant. I was still doing like liturgy of the word for kids, but really I was out partying and I didn't get that experience when I was a teen also. So as a traditional Hispanic young lady, you don't go out and party, hang out with friends and Uh things. So I really didn't get that. So when I turned 18, I gave it to myself. Uh, So that, that's basically what happened. You kind of needed to get it out of your system. I did. I did. (laughs) And so I met these new people at work, um, college and was just out enjoying my life. But then, um, I guess when I was 23, 24, um, I, I guess you can say that God was like, Hey, you need to make a decision, Mm. you know? And I felt like he was always calling and I was ignoring it. I purposely was like, I don't want to do this. And I think I was naively saying like, I have time. Like I've done this all my life. This has been a part of me. So like, I'm going to go do my thing now. Were there signs? Yeah. What like, kind of signs? I can t- like people always be like, you're so good with the kids, you know, like, you know, have you ever considered doing it? And I was like, no, why would I want to do that? <laughs> and, and, or, um, people inviting me to like retreat. There was this one retreat, um, Encuentros that my friends will always be like, this would be so good. And I'd be like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, that's not my thing. And they're like, okay, well, whenever you're ready, you know, but just know Uh that we're here. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. (laughs) So just those little whispers here and there. Yeah. Like I could tell like my friends from church were like, oh, you know, we should really go do this. And I'd be like, yeah. And then not show up. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was definitely doing my thing. Um, Did it chip away at you little by little? Uh, no. <laughs> so was when just, was that one big wake so up this, call? So this is how, so I got into like going out, partying, drinking, um, hanging out with my friends, staying out, seeing, you know, where I fit in that world. And um, I, I will say it was a conversion. I remember that I was having this uneasiness um, all of a sudden, like I didn't feel at peace. Mm. And it's funny because, you know, I know we read the readings about, you know, this is the peace that I give you. And uh-huh. so I wasn't really, you know, you hear scriptures all the time. So you're like, well, it's the same scriptures. And I started realizing that I wasn't having this peace anymore. Uh-huh. I wasn't sleeping at night. Um, I wasn't. Um, you weren't content? No, I wasn't. And I was still hanging out with my friends and I was kind of doing this stuff and just doing my thing. But something wasn't right. And then um, it got worse. It got worse. And I wasn't really praying. I can honestly say, even though I still had like God with me in a sense, like I've always worn a scapular. I've always had him somehow with me, but I wasn't active in my life, in Mm -hmm. my prayer life. So um, just one day 
I found myself going to the chapel of my church in PJs, barefoot, with a blanket over me, crying oh. in front of the sanctuary. <laughs> I mean, the tabernacle, the sanctuary, and just like, what is it that you want? What are you asking? What do you want? Uh-huh. And I wouldn't get a reply. And I would just... um be crying all the time. My mom was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me, but something is not right. That one day, I think I just looked at the altar and I said, um, um, I said, I don't know what you're asking of me, but my answer is yes. I don't know what it is, but it's yes. Uh-huh. And so um, I left it at that. And honestly, I was like, does this mean that you want me to be a nun? Am I going to be a sister? Like, what is... <laughs> What does this mean? Oh, because <laughs> it was just this open-ended Yeah, I was just call. like, yeah, yeah. I, was, I just knew he was calling, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And so I just remember that he was just said, you just can't be living the two worlds, knowing that you are uh-huh. with me, but a foot in the world. You have to make a decision. So I made the decision. And I said, yes. And so I didn't know what that meant. Did you consider, you know, religious life? I did. I was open. I kind of just said, okay, God, if I'm saying yes to you and I'm trusting you. And I hung on. So to this day, um, Proverbs, you know, trust the Lord with all of your heart. Mm, yes. uh, that was my my motto. That was kind of like my mantra. And also Jesus, I trust you. I got really so much into the divine mercy, which is awesome. We're here at St. Faustina Parish. Yes. Um, really got into it. And so uh, during this time, he never answered me, but my prayer life became so strong because mm. I was attending mass. Uh, we were having these um these strong, amazing moments during adoration. And even at home, like I was on my knees and uh, just talking to him all the time. And, and I was still like um, working, going to school, but it was different now. Um, and then I so got So the in- answer was in your life. It wasn't this big... You know, light came through and uh, the, the clouds parted and something like that. Uh, no, not necessarily. But then I got the invitation for the retreat again. Oh. Encuentros. And I said yes. And, and you showed up. And I showed up. <laughs> um, and it was, I didn't even know anyone else there because usually like friends will go together. I was uh-huh. by myself, which I think helped oh. me so much. Yeah. It was just me there. That's the way it was meant to be. It yeah. was meant to be that way. And I just had an amazing time. Um this peace, um, I guess that's why I was mentioning the peace before. When you are without it, you realize how different and much needed it is to receive God's peace. Like I can't explain it, and I don't know if you understand it, but that peace is so different. It changes you that now you protect it. So now that I know what it's like without his peace, uh-huh, yeah. I protect it so much. It like, changed my perspective in life. This is something I didn't have and I want to hold on to I it. I want to hold on to yeah. it. And now, even in my life, I'm just kind of like, if it's not good here, <laughs> we're not going to do it. It uh-huh. actually helps me a lot in making decisions. Uh, it guides um, you, yeah. It does so much. Um, and then like, it kind of really changed that um, I really was into the whole, uh, I'm going to trust you, God, if you bring it. And I don't have a perfect relationship with him because I definitely still question him a lot. This is how youth ministry came. Uh-huh. <laughs> that um, 
a lot. Of, I was still hoping at church and I was getting more involved, obviously, and I was enjoying it. I now saw it in a different perspective because, you know, now I'm with God. We're good, you know, spending time with Jesus, you know, Mother Mary, we're praying or, you know, hanging out and stuff that, you know, being at church was a lot um, different. And so people were like, you know, I think you would be a good youth minister. And I was like, I don't I don't want to be a youth minister. <laughs> And they're like, why not? I'm like, I don't want to be with these kids. <laughs> I was like, I was a bad teen. I know what it's like. <laughs> what, like. What did your mom say throughout this process? Did she notice a change in you? She did. She actually noticed um, a huge change that she would even kind of like protect me and like, you're going out? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go hang out with my friends. Are you sure that's a good idea? I'm like, mom, it's totally different now. It's not like the uh, same way it was before. When you were fighting with each other. Correct. And you were going out to do uh, other things. Yeah, I was than... still. And then my friends naturally changed. Like the people I used to hang out with were not hanging out with them anymore. Uh -huh. Like I had new people that I was hanging out with that God brought into my life. I see that. Um, they were better for you. They were better for me. And so now that I was hanging out, it was probably more to just not really just hang out. Like, we're going to go grab a cup of coffee. We're going to watch mm -hmm. this movie. Yeah. And so I had to let her know. Um, she's like, okay, but just protect, you know, we know what we've gone through. And I was like, mm -hmm. yes, ma'am, I, I definitely understand. Um, and I was still at home for a while. The the first group of friends, the ones that used, used to go out and party with all the time, what did they say to you? Did they say anything to they you? They got upset. They were wow. angry. Actually, one of my group of friends at the time uh, was having a party. I think uh -huh. she was having a birthday party. And, I, and it was the same weekend of the retreat. I said, well, I'm going to go on the retreat. And she was like, how would you, you know, how are you doing this to me? Like, we're friends. Uh -huh. How are you not going to come celebrate me? And I was like... I need you to understand that I really need this retreat. Like, I need it. I uh -huh. need to go here. And I was like, I wish as a friend you would understand that uh -huh. it's needed. That must have been a tough decision. Yeah. And um, so was that was, a turning point? It was a turning point. It was a turning point because she realized, oh, this is what she's going to be doing now. That's and, her priority now. Correct. And I think a little bit, some people were like, oh, she's a little holier than thou. Oh, and I wasn't. It was just um, because uh, during my, I guess, conversion, questioning him, calling me, like I got a lot of anxiety that a lot of the times I would like step away from them and kind of like, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to come and get my Bible out for just a little bit <laughs> so I can bring myself back down and continue. Yeah, you need to recenter and re and find yourself. Yeah. Correct. I needed that. And I just realized it's because I just didn't need to be hanging out with them anymore. And mm. I didn't understand that. I thought I could still be with them and be with God. And God was like, no. <laughs> oh, was that hard? Honestly, to me, it was not. Really? Yeah. Once you realized the decision that you had to make. Yeah. The retreat was the easy decision. They decided to continue hanging out and not asking me. And I was like, that's cool. No problem. Do you um, still keep contact with them? Do they? I don't, but I pray that they're okay. Um, I, I haven't. I think every once in a while they like pop up on Facebook, you know, like suggested friends. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I pray that they're, they're good. Have they're you ever amazing. invited them to any of those retreats yourself? Um, I would. I was like, oh, it would be a good idea if we like go to a retreat. And mind you, my group of friends at that time, like they weren't Catholic. So there was all mm. different faiths. So it would be like, we can do a non-denominational retreat or we can uh -huh. do something. And it wasn't really the thing at the time. So, uh -huh. um, and I guess I'm very good at respecting other people's faiths. You know, I have a group of friends now that they're uh -huh. not all Catholic, but we respect each other. And we learn a lot from each other. Uh -huh. but we can still come together to pray fellowship, hang out, but yeah. 
We're still doing, we're still going to Catholic mass, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But at that time, um, they weren't for it. And I was okay. I I respected them for it. I was on a different path, a different journey. And I see now how God just purposely did these things. Um, That uh, I was working. It's so funny. I was saying no to youth ministry. And I was working at YMCA at the time. And uh, I was the teen director for a while. And so um, I had to work with teens <laughs> and kind of like plan out. Um, and this was outside of a church this setting. This was outside of a church setting. And so I was uh, helping um, plan their events, field trips, things like that. And so they're like, you know, you should really, my again, my youth minister, who was my youth minister, is like, I think you would be good at youth minister. And I'll be like, mm, I don't know. They're like, there's an opening at this parish. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. I said, and so I said, you know what? I said, God, I will be a youth minister, but for my parish only. I am not going anywhere else. So uh-huh. left it at that, right? Because we have a youth minister. We're good. <laughs> yeah. So the- then my, the youth minister decided that they were going to retire. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shucks. <laughs> Correct. And so I said, all right, God, well, there's no harm in applying. And the day of my interview, um, I saw other youth ministers that I knew were youth ministers uh-huh. coming to interview. So I said, oh, no big deal. Like, they have the experience. Like, I have no experience uh-huh. in youth ministry. Like, I don't think I'm going to get this job. Yeah. So, you know, they did their the interviews. odds are on them. Correct. And so I uh, went in, um, was honest. I don't have experience. I've been a catechist for the high schoolers, but I really don't know what that entails. Uh-huh. Um and so then I get a call and they're like, hey, you got the job. <laughs> and I was like, God, what are you doing? <laughs> you were like, I went through this interview thinking I wasn't going to get hired. 100% I thought I was not going to get hired. I did not think. Even though that was my parish, I was like, I don't have. And so then when they said I got the job and I said yes, I literally was like, God. You brought me here. So that means you're going to help me out with this, right? Because I have no idea what this means. (laughs) Did they say why they chose you instead um, of the other more experienced youth ministers? Two two things. Or one, it's my parish. So that means I knew the Mm. dynamics of it. Yeah, that's a big um, thing, yeah. Right. And I already was helping um, with the Spanish uh, faith formation high school class. So I already had a relationship with those kids. And then I was bilingual. They're like, we need it. (laughs) Ah, so I was yeah. like, okay. So those pretty much are the reasons why. Um, and then I, w- I kind of helped. I wasn't really into youth ministry, but I was there. So I guess they figured you ha- you know what it's like. Mm-hmm. It, it was not, I did not prepare me. <laughs> <laughs> what did your mom say when you got the job? Honestly, she cried. She oh. was very excited. She was like, this is it, finally. Is it. Probably. She did not share those <laughs> thoughts with me, but she probably was like, yes. And so I even told her, I was like, I don't know what this means. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. And she's like, God will guide you. He will let you know. He, he's like, this is good for you. And I was like, you think so? She's like, yes. And I was like, okay. Did and, your mom ever uh, try to push any religious life on you? Actually, no. Really? I, I was open though. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in youth ministry, I was like, you know, because then at that time also, I didn't add, I, um, cause you know, I was kind of dating and all this kind of stuff that I even made a decision like, well, you know, I'm gonna, 
not date, you know, or uh, at least not purposely go out there. Like, yeah. this is what's meant to be. Cause I didn't yeah. know, I still didn't know what God's calling yeah. was like. Am I supposed to be a sister? Am I going to get married? Uh-huh. I just made the promise. We're going to uh, promise to restart uh-huh. <laughs> and do a do over. Cause, you know, I did have some um, relations um, prior. So, with the promise or this yes that I gave him, I also said, We're going to do that as well. You we're going to go ahead and open. do this celibacy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, which it was great. It was awesome uh, for me. I learned a lot about myself. Um, and so, with youth ministry, I'm, I see when I got into it and I got more comfortable, I see how God prepared my life to be a youth minister. Uh, that was the beauty. Yeah. Like, me being the rebellious teen, fighting my mom, finding him again, building uh-huh. our relationship, these friends we're letting go, yeah. getting new friends, even saying yes to celibacy, like continuing in that promise again. Um, like, wow, I see how you prepared me f- to be a youth minister because then you get all these questions from these teens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they want to know how th- what they're learning applies to their life. Yeah. Make it make sense. Yeah. And one of the things that I really also loved about um, youth ministry is that I remember being, oh, there was another reason why I didn't probably like faith formation class when I was younger is that um, I kind of had, not all catechists, but some of the catechists will be, I'll be like, I'll always be the white kid. You know, they will teach us. I'm like, but why? Uh-huh. But why? Yeah. But why? I probably annoyed them <laughs> because the Bible said so, because this is what God wants. Because uh-huh. this, And so they really didn't give me a explanation that I was probably wanted, looking at. You wanted something deeper. Deeper. And how yeah. does that connect with me? Like, okay, yeah. that's great. We got the Ten Commandments. Awesome. But like, how am I realistically supposed to live these Ten Commandments, yeah. right? Yeah. So then that's what I uh, I made it um, a goal of mine to answer these kids. That whoever God brought into um, this youth ministry program, that if they had questions, I would want to answer it as best as possible for them. And honestly... Um, really give them those church, church teachings. And even if I didn't know for me to say, you know what, I don't know right now, but I'm going to get back to you. Um, just so they wouldn't stay with what I stayed with. Uh-huh. Um, and I know sometimes you don't want to go too deep <laughs> when teens ask questions, but really if they're asking, that means they really want to know. Yeah. Like they want to apply it to their life. Because if they didn't care, they wouldn't ask. Uh-huh. But if they're asking, then mm. they, they want to know. They want more make- than just the church says so, yes. or the Bible says so, or yeah. And then they'll make those decisions. Cause I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make the decisions we hope they make, but they want that information. They want yeah. that knowledge. And so um, that's one of the blessings, joys that I got is that um, I was able to do that for them. And even my team, like I was like, Hey, like they just want to know, we're going to try to give them the best as we possibly can. And if we don't know, we'll try to figure it out. You know, let's go ask, you know, the pastor, let's go ask the deacon and see how we can help them as best as possible. Um, because, you know, those who grew up Catholic don't want to just stay Catholic because their parents told them that they're Catholic, but more uh-huh. like I want to make it a personal decision, yeah. a personal journey. Yeah. And that to me is beautiful. And still knowing that they struggle because when I turned 18, obviously you have yeah. to make decisions. So yeah. then also talking to them about, hey, it's different when you're away from home. If you go to college, if you get into the service or whatever the decision may be, um, I said, this is when this is going to be real for you. And you're going to have to make those decisions. Like, will church still remain number one? 
will you still make time for Jesus on Sunday? And so just kind of prepping them for that real world um, a little bit while, you know, keeping them learning about uh, confirmation, faith uh-huh. formation, all that good stuff. So even challenging them, like, well, you know, asking them things of current events, like, how do you feel about that? Uh, you know, yeah. What do you think? Tackling some of those tougher Cur- questions, yeah. the, the, those those issues that are in the news a lot. Yes. That are, yeah, the provocative issues. Yeah, that's that's tough. It is. And so, but I wanted them to think about it. Like if, you know, they're like, oh, we don't really talk about that at home. We, we can talk about it here. Yeah. Like we can open that up for you. And what do you think? And what the church says about it. Because if they don't hear it from you, they're going to hear the uh, another side. That's the thing. And so when yeah. I got into youth ministry, uh, phones were a thing, but it's not, it wasn't so big. Like there wasn't a lot of apps to when I was now leaving youth ministry and like if I didn't give them the information they're going to get it in 2.5 seconds from somewhere else whether it's right or wrong yeah so there's a lot of misinformation out there too a lot of misinformation a lot of misinformation so um it was a joy I thank God every day that I had the opportunity to be youth minister (laughs) how long were you at the parish level um I for 13 years um 13 years I think so (laughs) um I was at Holy Family for the majority of it. I went a year to St. Helens uh-huh. uh, for a little bit. And then I came back and I was at um, a state at Holy Family until this new position came. So um, definitely a lot of years of youth ministry. And it's funny because I can see like the difference of generations that when I first started. Yeah. So when I left, <laughs> like the complete change of it all. Have any of your kids gone on the youth ministry? Yeah, I, I have a couple that have gone into youth ministry and some that just kind of stating in the youth ministry in a different way. Uh-huh. So um, I have a t- twins that they started these guy and girl group at the parish, oh. um, Kingdoms of the Guardian for the young men and Mystical Roses for the young ladies. Uh-huh. And that's like, they're based on service, but it's also fellowship, you know, faith and everything like yeah. that. So they've yeah. kind of connected with that. Um, so that's great to see. Um have youth already that's gotten married, have kids, catechist themselves, oh. which is so awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and uh, so it's been it's been great to see all of those things. Um, and then, like, it's so funny and when they were coming with their kids and stuff. They're like, oh, are you still going to be here, like, when my kids are in youth ministry? Because that would be so awesome. And I'll be like, I really hope not. That means I need to retire if your kids come too. <laughs> Um, but it, it, it's been a joy. I see them on social media, depending, uh-huh. um, where they're at in life. It's really good to see. Um, some of them, I think one of them, uh, cons- I think considering oh, she, religious she life, religious oh, life, but nice. I think she okay. just got married, but that was a beautiful journey and seeing oh, yeah. that, that she was open to it. Yeah. Um, sometimes your calling's different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so. I, I like seeing them where they're at. I don't really try to interfere too much, but it's really good to when see. When did where you know at. it was time for you to move on from the parish level to the diocese level, archdiocese? Probably, actually, probably two years before it happened, but I didn't know how it was going to happen. Mm. So, again, I rely a lot on what God wants, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I'm very good on that. So, um, very childlike in that manner. But I remember like working and I was, you know, doing youth ministry and everything. And I was just like, you know, I think there's a change coming. And my team was like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, I think we need to start prepping some of y'all and some of these things are like, no, like you're not leaving. <laughs> and I was like, 
No, I feel like there's going to be a change coming. Mm. I, said, I think there, it's time. And and it's okay. I had to let them know, like, it's okay. Like, we want new people to come in. We want yeah. fresh perspectives. Yeah. We want fresh blood yeah. to come in. And that's okay. And so um, I was just mentally, in my heart, I just felt it mentally. I didn't know what was coming next, to be honest. Uh-huh. I didn't know. Um, there was a lot of transition going in my life anyway. Um, my mom, uh, before passing, she was... Um, Unfortunately, uh, got COVID in early 2020, uh-huh. April. So uh, she survived. That was a miracle in itself. Uh-huh. Um, so we had a lot of recovery time afterwards. Oh, she um, was one of the first cases then. Yes, oh, she wow. was. Yeah. yeah, like using plasma and all this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. It was it was a great time. <laughs> wow, <laughs> spiritually. Um, but you know it it changed um, my perspective because this is the lady that I know has always been strong. Oh yeah. And see her in the prayer state. Yeah. To oh, see her God. in that state. Yeah. Um, but it also like put it on like, well, this is what she has taught us. It is now our chance yeah. and our turn to be the prayerful people, the yeah. children and yeah. everything. Yeah. So we were praying for her while she was in there. And it was very hard. Cause you know, you couldn't see your loved ones in the hospital. Mm, yeah. It was a lot of zoom. So, that was going on. I was in a relationship, like, so good after all these years of, like, am I going to be a religious sister or whatever? Uh-huh. Um, he brought a wonderful guy prior to COVID. Um, and so we were dating. Um, he's also, we actually met um, on our Shawston Youth Council. We're both advisors. Okay. So um, knowing that he volunteers at the church, because one of my prayers to God was like, you know, I just need someone to understand my ministry because I know it's not that easy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I need someone to. It's very different be, from the outside looking yes, in. Yes, it yeah. is. Yes, <laughs> it is. So I was like, I just kind of need. And so thank God. Um, we were dating. Um, um, and so. Um, you know, that that was in my life and then with my mom and then we were engaged. So like a um, in 2021, we were engaged and my mom got out of the hospital. So she was in recovery time. Oh, so she got to see you engaged. Yes. Okay, that's nice. She was able to be with me during this journey. I got married in May 20. She got out 2020. No, she got out 2020. Sorry. And I got married in May 2021. She was there. She was mm-hmm. with me. And then she passed away July 2020. Wow. So quick. it was quick, but we were all at peace with it. Mm-hmm. Um, she could have passed away earlier, but uh-huh. God gave us a good year to be with her, spend time with her. And she was part of the wedding. That's and, fantastic. Yeah. Right. So honestly, even though I'm very... I was very sad, but at the same time, at peace because, and then because one of the prayers that I had uh, while she was in the hospital, God, you cannot allow her to pass away right now. They're not doing mass right now, which means it's not fair that my mom will not get her yeah, mass. Yeah, yeah. So um, she uh, she got her mass. That was that was my prayer. She got her mass. She mm-hmm. was done well. Um, you got that bonus time. Yeah, yeah, you know, we got that bonus time, so it was cool. And just thankful that... Um, she definitely has been part of my journey. Uh, God placed the perfect woman to be my mom in my journey. And, um, did, was she there when you made the transition from the church level to the, no. Okay. So, so that then, was after that was after. So then after going through this new step of my mom, not being there, making sure my dad's okay. Um, this opportunity, you know, they're looking for someone. They've been looking for someone, um, the, a new associate director in the office. And they're like, hey, have you thought about it? And I was like, no, I don't think I'm qualified. <laughs> or Even though you ready. felt like there was something 
Correct. But, you know, just that level to me, it was like intimidating. Like, I know parish life. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know this. I don't know this life. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a lot bigger. Yes. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't, I don't know. So then they're like, you know, you should think about it. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll think about it. I was not thinking about it. <laughs> and so um, it kept getting brought up. It kept getting brought up. And then the director emailed me saying, hey, just because you don't feel qualified does not mean that you're not. So it's a similar situation to when you interviewed as the youth minister. Rudy, (laughs) yes, exactly that. And I was like talking to God, like, why are we like this? Why are we like this? But I prayed about it. I prayed about it. I talked to my husband. Um, Honestly, it would be good because while youth ministry, usually it's all over the place. Like you don't really have a set schedule sometimes. Uh You know, you got to just be there. This one was like a Monday through Friday, kind of a sad thing. Um, so then um, I prayed about it. He was like, well, you know, I talked to my husband. He was like, well, just see how it goes. You know, leave it in God's hands. Uh-huh. Let's just apply and see what happens. It doesn't mean anything. Just you're applying. So I applied. I interviewed, um, kind of letting God do his thing. And here we are today. I am the associate director <laughs> of Hispanic Youth Ministry in, in OA. So I was like, okay. So I said the same thing. Well, God, he brought me here. <laughs> That's fantastic. You're going to guide me. <laughs> so, That's fantastic. Yeah. And then you've been doing that for how long? The past couple of years now? Uh, actually, it's only been a year and five months. Okay. Yeah, I started January of 2022. So you pretty much just got settled into yeah. the, the position. Yes, yes. But there's a whole group of you. It right? is. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, four associate directors and one director, um, two amazing admins. And then we, even with that, we have like two directors of different things. Mm-hmm. So Brian, who is director of uh, Capernaum, and then we have Randy, who is the executive director of Camp Cappy. So we got a little bit of mixture going on uh-huh. in the office. Yeah. And then which part did you say again that you're you're mostly handling? My area is Hispanic Youth Ministry. Okay. So That's your bread and butter. It is. So okay. and it's actually that I came in for that. It's again <laughs> uh-huh. not thinking, you know, how is this how am I going to do this? But um we've always had things um in Spanish cuz I remember working with Norma who was there prior, you know. Um resources in Spanish and things like that. But uh-huh. I guess now it's kind of like we're doing this. Like your focus is going to be Hispanic youth ministry, uh-huh. um, resources in Spanish, retreats in Spanish, programming in Spanish or bilingual. Uh-huh. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. And um, I'm learning a lot. I'm getting to know these different parishes who are Spanish speaking parishes, groups, movements. And it's awesome um, just seeing um, cause we all know there's different cultures, uh-huh. you know, different, um, differences here and there. And so just really like getting to know people and their culture mm. and everything like thing yeah. has been wonderful. But then it's also kind of like, um, just seeing the reality of what Hispanic, uh, ministry looks like today, Hispanic youth ministry, that it doesn't mean it's Spanish, mm. but it is Hispanic. It's and culture. So, that's yeah. Okay. Not, not necessarily not, just language, but culture, culture. as well. Culture. Yeah. So we have youth who mm-hmm. may just recently be here or they grew up mainly speaking Spanish. We have kids like me who were like balancing the two mm-hmm. worlds at the same time. And we have now like third, fourth, fifth generation that um, Hispanic, but they speak English mo- mostly. Yeah. And their parents speak English mostly too. And their yeah, parents, so. parents speak English. So yeah. then it's not just one thing. Yeah. It's trying to 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a combination. It's a combination now. And so really, um, what does that look like and what can we do to serve that community in which we're able to um, meet the youth where they're at, wherever they may be at? You know, whether it's speaking Spanish, not speaking Spanish. Um Prayer life may be mostly in Spanish, but yeah. everyday life is in English, whatever that may look yeah. like. And really, it's we should be there by now, I guess, because we're in a, our archdiocese. You know, obviously, it's a large Hispanic yeah. community, but it's okay. Like, I am looking forward to see what God has in store. You know, what is this going to look like? Yeah, um, yeah meeting them where they're at, walking with them. I'm actually very excited. Um, I've enjoyed what I've learned so far. I continue to enjoy um, learning about them and really how can I help them? Even the small calls when they come in, hey, you know, do you think that you can, you know, come do this little uh, presentation? You don't know much about it. You know, it's in Spanish. Sure, no problem. Like, we can do that. <laughs> like, just <laughs> what's, the, what's the most common issue that you get from a youth minister? Um, well, even that... The youth minister parish is just in general. I think right now it's um, providing retreats in Spanish or mm. like day reflections in Spanish for their That's young the most people. Common yeah, thing right now. Get. And okay. quinceañeras, because, you know, quinceañeras is. A oh, thing. yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quinceañeras. Um, so. Right now, that's what it is, but we're looking forward to. Um, providing a Spanish speaking retreat for our young people. Uh -huh. um, I know that's something they've been asking for. Um, having Keen said days of reflection or day retreats, uh -huh. um, kind of like bringing that spiritual spirituality into the day of quinceañera. Uh -huh. um, and so, yeah, it's been awesome. And really, it's getting, it's awesome to look into my life and seeing how I grew up and getting to learn more about myself along the way as well. Um, kind of seeing like reflections of my mom and these moms, uh -huh. you know, also. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to get when I was younger, but <laughs> just seeing how that's, you know, these traditions that have been over a thousand years yeah, old, yeah. just still being celebrated yeah. today. And then wanting to come to the parish and hearing pastors, I've gotten pastors calling, say, hey, I think there's a need for that. Like, what can I do to help this community who wants? And I'm like, that's great. That's great, Father. I really love that you're open to it. This is what we can do. So just meeting our, our community where they're at. Um, do you have um, youth ministers sometimes who hesitate too much to call you up for help? Um, it's possible. Yeah, I think I think there is. What do you say um, to them? We just try to remind them that we're here to walk with you. We're here to accompany you. We, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone because we understand. Uh, we know what it's like. And um, youth ministry, sometimes you're wearing many different hats. Uh -huh. And so we want to help you as best as possible. You're not alone. Uh, we want to walk with you. We want to journey with you. We even want to celebrate the joys that you get with the it victories too. Yeah, that you have. we do. Uh, what would you say to some parents who, like earlier, we said that you know, it's the, that world of youth ministry. Outside looking in, you really don't understand what what common things do parents not understand about youth ministry? Like youth ministry in general, or yeah, youth? or the youth ministry, youth or, ministry? or both, if you uh, youth ministry. Um, it's not always games. <laughs> Uh -huh. So well, as far as I know, as parents, um, sometimes um, or they will be like, all y'all do is play games. Well, that's how we connect. That's just opening the door 
the door to something deeper. Yeah, breaking the ice. Right. And then for those that are like, why do they have to do service? You know, that's teaching them how to be there for their fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. So just understanding that it's not just one thing. It's many different components that make youth ministry, and they're all important. Uh, Um, And then it's also noticing that, you know, every youth is different. So we want to try to meet them where they're at. They may not be comfortable in service, but they may be comfortable in coming to a movie night. And Uh so that's how we meet them. And then they start getting into something else. So just letting them know that when we do these different types of events or if we do um, a different type of prayer style or Uh bringing even culture in with the faith, it's because we want to make sure that we're meeting them where they're at. Uh-huh. Um, and it might not be for everyone, but it, you know, we're we're addressing this that it might connect with yes. this group, and that event might connect with that group. Correct. Uh-huh. And then for them to also understand that even if it looks like we're just playing, please know that there's always a message there. When we are having these color war nights, there's uh-huh. still a message. There's still prayer. We are still focusing on Jesus while we do it. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, just to understand that youth ministry isn't just one thing. It's actually many different components. And it also helps them to stay connected to their parish, in which that's what we want. Mm-hmm. You know, youth ministry helps them feel like they have a home here, that they have a place in their home parish. And so we want them to continue with that as they become young adults yeah. and adults. Um, so that's important. So um because I think I would have some Hispanic parents, but parents would be like, you know, why do, <laughs> why do they have to come up here? They have things to do or, you know, like uh, sports yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, we totally understand. We don't want to take away sports. We don't uh-huh. want to take away extracurricular activities. We don't want to take away family time. We just want to let them know that this is also a place for them to be at and yeah. um, just get to know who they are, um, their identity in Christ, um, and that they have a home. This is a safe place for them. You know, your home is a safe place, and we would like to support that as well. We're supporting you, parents. Uh-huh. We're wanting to help you. We want to make sure that, you know, we get to whatever needs you have, that hopefully we can help with those needs as well with your young people. It takes a village. It does take a village. Right. Um, we want... Um, we just want to be there for you, you know, just like we remember and probably you can remember those people that were there for us apart from our parents. Like we want to make sure that we can provide that type of support for you as well. Uh, not just through prayer, but maybe even through pizza and, and games. Yeah. And sometimes like you have a games and pizza and then that one prayer just touches them. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of seen that with my son when he went through the the whole thing. You know, oh, he's in nice. college now, but yeah. That, that, you know, they go in there for color war, like you said, mm-hmm. but then somehow they build those connections. Yeah. Correct. You never know. You never know. You know, um, young people, they hold so much in sometimes. Um, and sometimes they can express it. If they can't express it with their friends, hopefully they feel they can express it in their parish home and their youth ministry. And just building certain friendships with people at church. Yeah. Yeah, that's another so big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say to somebody who who is like living that lifestyle that you had, the partying lifestyle, going out, drinking, you know, you know, not, uh, you know, friends that probably aren't influencing the best. What would you say to somebody who's in that right now mm-hmm. and who has turned away from or just put their faith or their religious life in the backseat? seat? Back seat. Um, I guess I would say, I guess at first I would ask maybe why that's such an attraction at that moment, uh-huh. you know, see why we're there uh-huh. and then probably say that, um, 
you know, doesn't matter how many times we put God back through our faith. God is always waiting for us with open arms. He is um, looking over us. He's protecting us. He is watching over us because he knows our heart. So um, take an account, you know, where is your heart at when you do these things? Are you comfortable with it? Are you, you know, how does that make you feel when you're hanging out with your friends? You know, how does that make you feel? Um, and know that that doesn't compare to what God has in store for us. It does not compare to his peace, to his love. Um, and just know that God is waiting. Um, we're waiting. You know, we're praying with you along the way as you are venturing into this chapter in your life. And that it is just a chapter, you know. What would you say to somebody who is in a position like your mom at home praying for their child who's going out and partying and, and you know, living a, a, a lifestyle that they probably don't want their child to live? Um, prayer, number one, keep trusting God. Um, if you, um, if like me, you know, you've instilled these things in your child, your child knows. Maybe they're not paying attention to it right now, but they they know and understand. So uh -huh. hold on to that faith, you know, those seeds that you have already placed in your child. So prayer, check in with them, let them know that you are still here, that uh -huh. you are present, um, that you are in reminder that, you know, hey, you know, don't forget about family. Don't forget about church. Don't forget about God. You know, uh -huh. just continue to do those things. Um, what about for a parent who, say, didn't really instill that, but is now regretting? Again, Same prayer. Thing. Yeah, prayer is going to be your number one thing uh -huh. because God can work through anything. God, it, it, anything's possible with God. So one thing is definitely prayer, but it's never too late. You can still have these talks with your child, you know, even if they're not really reacting to it at the moment. Maybe they don't want to listen to you because it wasn't there before, but that's not really um, your part. Because God is going to take care of that. All you need to do is remember to um, stay prayed up, um, leave those little nuggets for your child, you know, let them know that you love them, that you're here, that you're waiting, praying for them, and continue to give that invitation. Because I remember getting the invitation so many times, continue to invite them, hey, let's go to mass or come to the chapel or adoration. Yeah, yeah, you know, that type of thing. Because yeah. um, it's going to happen at, at, at the right time. God will take care of it. I definitely do believe in that. So I would, would say Monica, she is a major example on uh, that, you know. <laughs> What would you say to somebody who is thinking about being a youth minister but doesn't feel qualified like you were? You know, you look at all the other applicants and say, maybe I shouldn't even apply to this position. Uh, I would reaffirm them. I guess the way that God was putting these people in me, like, you know, if God, if this is coming to you and, and, and this is an opportunity, but you don't feel qualified, God will prepare you. God will provide anything that you need for this ministry. If this is your mission, it will be taken care of. Just give it a try. You mm -hmm. know, step out in faith. Um, take a risk. Um, you know, I think I've even told some young people like, you know, you know, test God if you want. He's going to come through. I promise that. So if they're not feeling um, qualified, I would definitely tell them my story. I would have to. I would share what that's like because I, I, I've felt that before. And just say that, 
you may not feel qualified, but God definitely knows that you are. And who better to let that let you know than God himself? Yeah. And so just go for it. Let God make that God decision. God will do yeah. it. God will yeah. take care of it. I love that he says he will provide all uh-huh. the things. And so I live that. And like, okay, you got me here. So yeah, it happened to you twice. Yeah, you need to come through, God. <laughs> My sweet father. Yeah. So your office has like this annual event going on uh, going on or coming up. What is that? Yes, we have the Art Shalasasing Youth Conference. It's every July. Uh, we've been having it at the Hilton lately, but this is the 67th year um, that we are doing the conference. I remember attending when it was DYC, which was just a uh-huh. diocesan youth conference. So now it's AYC. <laughs> so now it's AYC. We're yeah. on the archdiocesan level. Um, and really, it's an amazing conference uh, for young people uh, going into the ninth grade and just graduated. Uh-huh. And it's three days. So it's Friday through Sunday. And here, you just really get to live on your Catholic faith with other young people all across the archdiocese. Uh, we have amazing speakers that come through. Depending on the theme, you're definitely going to hit that theme, which this year is gifts received, gifts shared. So it's a different theme each year. It is a different theme each year. Okay. This year, we're focusing on the Holy Spirit um, a little bit more. And um, so depending on the thing, we have these speakers come in um, to have, you know, whether it's a testimony, you know, a talk, whatever it may be. We have workshops so that you can choose which one is your call to go live mm. out. We've even added a Spanish workshop and a Vietnamese workshop oh, recently. Cool. Yeah. So um, very cool. Um, and, uh, you know, just meeting Jesus in a different way uh, than getting to know other people who are like celebrating this faith that uh-huh. you live every day and you get to know them. You get to meet them all across the archdiocese and just really seeing um, like over a thousand, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred youth just like go all wild for for God is just an amazing is an amazing time. And so how long is this uh, conference? It's from Friday to Sunday. Okay. Um, we usually start around three um, and then we end with mass with Cardinal Donardo on Sunday. Mm. What a great way. What a great send off. And um, and like I said, it's open to those that are going into ninth grade and have just graduated 12th grade. You can go every year, live it out for the four years if you like. You can uh-huh. invite other people that probably are not in youth ministry. You can have them come and experience this as well. We are in the heart of downtown next to Discovery Green. We get to, you know, hang out there sometimes throughout the day. So, uh-huh. And then you get to hit on the Hilton, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody who's never been to one of these things, what would you, you know, advise them, say to them? Uh, come with an open heart and open mind, uh, first and foremost, and uh, just be comfortable. That's mm-hmm. another thing, you know, definitely be comfortable um, and just take in all that the weekend has to offer. Um, uh, get to make friends, get to know other people. Um, and just let the Holy Spirit work. Yeah, like just, you know, go in with an open mind and open heart and um, uh, see what God says to you throughout the weekend. You know, Is this a sleep-in event or is it, or do they have to come in themselves or either or? No, we stay at the hotel. You stay at the hotel. So okay. you'll come in, you'll register with your parish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll come, you'll have a set of rooms for you. So you get to stay at the hotel. Uh-huh. And like I said, what an awesome time that you get to be in conference. Uh, uh-huh. And then you get to stay out, stay in a plush hotel, plush beds, <laughs> plush pillows. They're pretty awesome. So That's you get cool. to stay there for the weekend. Yes. 
And where can they get information about the... You can get information on um, various places. You can go, obviously, to our Archdiocesan website um, uh-huh. to get information on our OACE page. But you can actually go to AYC Houston, both on Facebook and Instagram. So Just we, search a- AYC Houston. AYC Houston, okay. and it will pop up. And then, obviously, at your parish, you can ask your youth minister or mm. parish leader to get more information on that as well. Thank you so much for coming in and, you know, sharing your story and your journey. And hopefully, you know, maybe it'll inspire somebody who's thinking about youth ministry but doesn't feel qualified. I hope so. I hope so. Hey, you can do it. We've got openings around the Archdiocese. We do. We have openings. (laughs) And if God is calling, hey, give it a try. Step out on faith. We need you. I promise we do. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.